On this episode of Notes on My Phone, we discuss the monotony of flying, my fear of it, it's my biggest fear, and everything that happened to me today on my flight to Tampa Bay. All that and more, let's get it. Welcome back to Notes on My Phone. I'm Ryan Lynch. Thank you guys for being here. We're going to do things a little bit differently today. I am currently in Tampa Bay, Florida, and I am helping my family move into their new apartment. They're moving from New Jersey to Florida, and I flew in. Today is Sunday, or at least when I'm recording this. And normally I record my episodes early in the week. I had a pretty busy week. And I knew that Saturday was going to be the day that I record. And I dedicated the entire day to it. I sat down for a solo episode. And sometimes you just don't vibe. I uh, just had a feeling once I pressed record that eh, this, episode, this episode kind of sucks. I, just, I don't want to put my name on this one. And that sucks because I was running out of time. And uh, my intention was to, you know what, fuck it content's content. You know, there's going to be some good ones. There's going to be some bad ones. And I'll edit this on the flight that I'm taking on Sunday. And I just was on the flight on Sunday, opened my laptop. I listened to the first couple minutes of it. And just the vibe was just not where the vibe needed to be. So that being said, we're going to do things a little bit differently today. I hate flying. I absolutely despise it. Something about it just petrifies me. So what I decided to do for this episode, I decided to document from start to finish how my flight experience was today with uh, incremental updates uh, similar to a virtual or audio diary. So for today's episode, I present you the audio tapes of Ryan's flight to Tampa. Enjoy. Flying is scary. 5.30 a.m. My alarm goes off. I am at a state of comfort, and I don't need to be out of the door until 6 a.m. I hit snooze and wait for my other four alarms to wake me up in increments of seven minutes. 5.47. I sit and pee in the dark. 6. Pete was nice enough to drive me to the airport. We get onto the elevator. 6.37. We sit in silence. I am beyond anxious, as I do not like flying whatsoever for whatever reason. I don't believe in the concept of going into a box and then magically floating 30,000 feet above my impending doom. 6.45. We were driving to the Newark airport and pass the American Dream, which is in the Meadowlands by where the Giants and the Jets play. If you don't know what American Dream is, it's a brand new super mall with an indoor ski resort, amusement park, water park, ice rink, mall, and restaurant slash shopping galore. It's got everything. Second largest mall in America behind Mall of America in Minnesota. It was set to open at the beginning of this year with a humongous launch, very high anticipation for a very successful beginning, and it has yet to open. I find it ironically fitting for 2020 that it is called American Dream. That's because everything's really sad right now. 7 a.m. Peter drops me and my brother off at the airport, and we're there very early. You never know what bullshit you're going to run into at the airport. Always get there early. 7.04. We scan our tickets at the security check and go to load the bins with our bags. I have my work laptop as well as my personal, and for whatever reason, I will never understand why I need to put them in their own separate bin. I also don't understand why I need to take my shoes off. I'm wearing Converse, and they are an absolute bitch to take off. 
They also don't provide any seats because of COVID, but I'm also complaining way too much about something that's minorly inconvenient. I just don't like untying my quadruple knotted laces. Note, I find it very weird when people are wearing flip-flops to the airport. Not because of flip-flops. I have nothing against that. I would never want to endure the 30 seconds of taking my flip-flops off, putting them in a bin, and then walking on the cold, cold, uncomfortably cold, and slightly so cold that it feels wet ground. But I wanted to wear my new rainbow flip-flops. 7.05. Metal detector goes off. I go to the side, and I get felt up. I didn't get a boner. Great self-control. The zippers on my pants were metal, which is the reason why that the metal detector went off. Good to go. We head to our gate. 7.37. Despite having no appetite from being so anxious, I still need to eat. So I walk over to a kiosk to grab a small bag of trail mix. I grab a tiny three-ounce bag of very berry mix and go to the self-checkout section. There are no employees here. $8.34 fucking cents. Can you believe this? I would have grabbed Chick-fil-A or any other chain breakfast if that was an option, but at Newark Airport, since it's a hub and they know that you have to go there sometimes for where you need to go, does that even make sense? All you have are overpriced kiosks or bullshit restaurants like The Bagel Barn or Cafe Los Huevos. Every breakfast sandwich costs about $24, so I thought my safest bet would be to grab something from a kiosk. You can't bring your food or drinks in as I want it to, so I had to dump the lemon that I freshly cut last night out of my water bottle into a trash bin. I'm sorry, Mr. Lemon. It's okay, I'm just a little sour. Another thing that bothered me about this process was that it was a self-checkout center. I did not see any employees at this location, and after I swiped my card, it asked if I wanted to provide a tip. Here's a tip. Stop being fucking pricks. I also bought gum. It was $3.54. 8.17. They announced to please not accept luggage or packages from any strangers at the airport. This is a safety concern that I support completely, but they should also make an announcement about how we are getting bum-fucked in the ass without any lube by the food that we have to purchase after the gate. 8.52. They call our group to board. We get in line. 8.54. I am not a very religious person. Um, I went to church growing up, but I really haven't gone since I went to college. So that being said, whenever I get on any flight, I have a little ritual. I touch the side of the plane with my right hand. I make sure that I have my left foot lunging into the plane and my right foot outside of the plane onto the platform. I do the sign of the cross, which is a genuflect. You don't know what a genuflect is. Essentially, you're creating a four by pointing on the top of your forehead down to the center of your chest between your tits and then to your left shoulder and to your right shoulder. So if there was an imaginary line going with it, you'd be making a four. So if you're not religious and you're trying to practice, that's how you genuflect. If you genuflect really well, it would be a genuflex. Anyway, I do the sign of the cross and double tap the plane, accepting my fate as I get onto the box, because there's nothing I can do once I'm on there. I'm overly polite to the flight attendants in hopes that that will increase the chances that the plane does not crash. Hi, how are you? Thank you. 8.56. I walk to the back and sit at my seat, 29C, an aisle seat. That's a hard requirement whenever I'm on a plane. I don't know why. Yes, they have extra leg room, but you know, the flight attendants are so quick and unapologetic with the carts, they could run over your foot. I don't necessarily view having the ILC as a pro, but I do like having the freedom of getting out of my seat without interrupting anybody because that would really suck, especially if you're someone with like bowel syndrome or an unfathomable and unpredictable amount of diarrhea, which leads me to think how many times is it acceptable for somebody to get out of their seat during a flight? How many times are you going to let that shit slide before you say something? How many times are you going to allow someone to rub their pretzel crumbs onto you as they finagle before you say, hey, cut it the fuck out, buddy?
I'd say probably three times as a maximum, regardless of the length. Regardless if you're flying from Boston to Maine or you're flying from Timbuktu to Seattle, three is a maximum. Let's set that rule now. <laughs> and I just like imagine a scene. It's like it's nothing, nothing worse than when you're listening to your erotica novel on Audible, only to be interrupted by a stranger. Excuse me, I have to pee. And then you say no, and then they pee themselves, which is fitting because the erotica you're listening to involves the main character defecating on his partner. And that would turn you on in public on a plane because you're listening to erotica. You shouldn't do that. Come on. You're better than that. 9.05. I quickly realized that I'm sitting in the wrong seat, and I should be sitting in the aisle seat across from me. My seat should be 29D, not 29C. I decided to just wait it out and deal with the situation if need be. The flight seemed pretty empty, so I thought I was in the clear. I'm approached by a younger couple. I have my AirPods on, and they're looking over at the seat number above my head. I know that I'm going to have to get up soon and deal with this situation. Before they even say anything, I get concerned, and I act all flustered, and I start nodding at them before they even acknowledge my presence. And the lady politely says, hey, I think you're in my seat. And then I look at my phone, and I have Snapchat open, and I'm an absolute fucking idiot. And I immediately look back up at them and pretend to be surprised and pretend that I'm looking at my ticket number. I'm like, oh, my God, my bad. Wow, I'm supposed to be sitting on that side. Horrible acting job on my part. Got to be better than that. We talked about that in a previous episode. Cuck. 9.33. The in-flight safety instruction video comes on. Nobody watches, which is concerning, but I highly doubt that anybody's going to come together in an emergency and help out considering the climate that we're in today. Everyone's just like so mean right now. I grabbed the safety card because it's my favorite comic book. It shows a scene of photos where a man is delegated to open the emergency safety door in case we need to hop out in an emergency landing. Whenever I'm booking a flight, I make sure to sit as far away as possible from that door because I want to yield zero responsibility as I'm afraid that my shoelaces will miraculously extend by dozens of feet and somehow wrap their way around the door handle as I go up to go to the bathroom. I trip, the door opens, I fly out and bring everybody that I was responsible for protecting. I look up to see the person that's sitting in that seat today and I'm happy to know that it is a 13-year-old kid drawing on her iPad Pro. Hi, I'm Rebecca, and I'll re protect you. We're in good hands. 9.47. We're about to take off, and that concerns me very much so because the speed of the wheels scare me. The wings flop around, and they always look way more pliable than they actually are. I commandeer both armrests. The woman sitting next to me doesn't seem to care. I guess you could say I'm an alpha. 949. The couple that claimed their seats for me are having a pleasant conversation with a nun who is sitting with them as well. And it's not just your normal nun. Most nuns are kind of whatever. But this nun, she's pretty fun because she's wearing a pumpkin mask. I feel very safe and I feel like I, I like my chances on this flight knowing that she's here with me. 950. We're in the air. It's at that point where I feel most unsafe during the flight process. Once we're up, I'm good. Unless there's any turbulence, then it is, you know, absolutely Fuck. dreadful. Shit. You don't want to be sitting Fuck. anywhere near Shit. me because Fuck. I am just causing a scene. I'm Shit. a bubble of sweat. Fuck. But during takeoff, I fear that the plane, as the pilot is navigating from left and right for the initial direction of where the flight is going to be, since we're so low to the ground and we can see what's below us, I get really nervous because I'm always afraid that the pilot is going to tip the plane over just enough to the point where gravity is going to make the plane completely flip over and then we fall to our impending doom. Children normally look out the window in awe. I look out the window in horror. I don't want to die. 9.54. I didn't turn airplane mode on. This will be my fault. 
956. Luckily, our plane has TVs on them, so I use that as a distraction. I feel like 10 years ago, the TVs were touchscreen, and they were really making a new wave. You could watch any movie, any TV show, any genre you wanted on demand at your leisure. It was a great advancement in technology, but now most of the flights that I'm going on don't even have TVs. Early 2000s, we had the drop-down TVs, the communal viewing experience, where we all watched reruns of Two and a Half Men, Everybody Hates Chris, and the Bernie Mac Show. Rest in peace, Bernie Mac. At least I have a TV. I'll find something to watch. 9.57. All the movies are not on demand and have already started. The only program that looks slightly interesting is Bubble Guppies. The eight-year-old sitting in front of me is watching. Doesn't look too bad. But I was able to rein in my self-control and go into my backpack to read my new book that I bought solely for this trip, A Very Punchable Face by Colin Jost. He's uh, the host of Weekend Update on SNL, and I grabbed this book just for this flight. I grabbed the book from my backpack, open to the first page. 9.58. I read the title page. Then I close my book and put it back in my backpack. Bubble guppies it is. 10.03. Woman next to me has made advances onto the armrest. My elbow is now sitting on the back and hers is in the front. This will not end well. 10.11. The flight attendant walks by with a surprisingly generous water bottle and snack package, which includes a Dasani 8.5 fluid ounce water bottle, mm. a small bag of pretzels, and a biscotti cookie. Yeah. Looks like I'm going to order myself a coffee when the car comes around. 10.17. I order a cup of coffee. Black. 10.18. I dip my biscotti cookie into my coffee, and I feel like I'm a wolf on the Wall Street. I'm telling you, Johnny, you never had a fucking cookie like this. Where the fuck it go, Johnny? You take one of these biscotti cookies and you dip it in your fucking coffee, you fucking pussy. You dip it in your coffee, you're gonna get a sugar high so fucking intense, you're gonna be in Candyland before we fucking get to Miami. 10.23. Man sitting behind me stands up to grab something from the above seat luggage stowaway. The metal belt buckle above his crotch slightly rubs against my left shoulder for a few moments. Right after that, I set a reminder on my phone to give my uncle a call. I don't know why I thought of that, but I should give him a call. 10.42. I realize that I will have to go to the bathroom before the flight ends. I accept that. One of my main fears when flying on an aircraft, I don't like going to the bathroom. Flushing the toilet is terrifying, and I'm afraid that I'm going to get sucked into it. I check over my shoulder to ensure that there is no line. There isn't one. This is my chance. I push my table in. I unbuckle my seat. I wipe the biscotti crumbs off my lap. Head for the facilities. 10.44. I'm in the bathroom peeing, but I'm too scared to sit. This is one of the few times I refuse to sit when peeing. There's nothing leisurely about it. I try my best to aim into the small target without lifting the seat. I finish with a 97% accuracy score. I wipe the other 3% in small circles around the toilet seat until it creates the illusion that nothing is there, even though there's probably a very thin layer of tinkle all over the seat. 10.45. I flush the toilet and hold my breath. I grip the wall. I then wash my hands vigorously in concern of contracting the coronavirus. I then slide the metal lock slot open, indicating that the bathroom is now vacant. But then I just stand there. I wait to see how the person waiting outside the bathroom reacts to my little game that they are now participating in. What will they do? 1046. Someone knocks on the door. I say, come in. There's a moment of silence. The door slowly folds open. It's the nun with the pumpkin mask. <laughs> hey, sister. Uh, you spooked me. Maybe it was, uh... That scary pumpkin mask ears. <laughs> Forgive me. Um, but may I ask you a question? She comes in, closes the door, and then we made beautiful pumpkin spice love. 1049. 
I walk back to my seat to see that the girl I'm sitting with has completely reclaimed the armrest 100%, area space covered. I may have lost this battle for the remainder of the flight, as I realize she has larger triceps than me. 1056. The pilot announces that we're about to descend to our destination, but he also prepares us for a small bit of turbulence that we may experience since we're about to fly through a couple of big clouds. I push the girl's arm next to me off of the rest and retain full control. I'm the Alpha and I'm very scaled. 10.59. We fly through the cloud and we hit a small batch of bumps, confirmed by a unison, whoa, from all the passengers. My balls are in my stomach. I lean my head to look towards the front of the flight to see if I'm the only one freaking out. A middle-aged man leans out and blocks my view. It looks like he's staring at me. He looks concerned for my well-being and raises his eyebrows and gives a thumbs up. Me thinking that he is trying to console me, I reluctantly give him a thumbs up back with both of my hands to let him know that I'm okay. His eyebrows then jolt in confusion as soon as I do that, and then I turn around me to see that his reassurance was intended for his 10-year-old son who is sitting a few rows behind me. I now feel broken inside. I'm a 24-year-old man, and that was a bad, bad look. 11.15, the flight attendant announces to return our table trays to their original position and to close our laptops. I slide the table up, but I keep my laptop on my lap, so I continue documenting this flight. 11.17, flight attendant approaches me and tells me, wake up and store your laptop. Why the fuck do I need to put my laptop away? It is on my lap. People are holding their babies. It's on airplane mode. Jesus Christ, it's not a big deal. I raise my eyebrows to her and don't respond. Once she walks away, I slip the safety card brochure into my laptop sleeve because fuck her, it's mine now. But Ryan, that's stealing. 11.21, we land. I live to see another day. Let's do this again on Saturday. Thank you guys for listening to this week's episode of Notes on My Phone. A little bit different this week. I'm going to be a little bit more experimental when I do my solo episodes down the line. But give me some feedback. If you guys like the way that episode went down, let me know. I'll make sure to incorporate some content like that when I'm not doing interviews with my silly friends. And uh, I also did want to give you guys an update. Since I recorded this segment of the podcast, I was venting to my dad about the laptop situation to which he told me the reason why that they require you to put your laptops away is because it's loose and if you were to hit any sort of unforeseen or unexpected turbulence on the descent, uh, you know, they don't want that flying around. So that actually makes sense. And uh, do I slightly regret giving the lady an eyebrow? No. Sometimes you just can't be a pushover. And uh, send me any stories that you guys have about flying. I have plenty of them. going to save them for when I'm talking to some friends on the show. Um, but send them over to me. DM me as well as email me at nompodcast at gmail.com. Check out the Instagram page this week. I am going to be posting some photos from the safety card brochure that was on my flight. Beautiful photos so many people helping one another in a state of emergency during a horrible situation on a plane could not fathom helping somebody under these circumstances let alone myself tell me what your fears are and i appreciate you guys listening to this week's unique episode and uh, i'll see you sexy people later let's get it